Well, good morning. How are you? I'm so excited to be with you this morning. I tell you, God is amazing. He is great, and he is greatly to be praised. I'm excited about today. This has been an amazing week. We had a special guest on with us. We're still talking about prayer. I'm still celebrating the 365-day celebration of prayer, intercessory prayer. There's a difference. There are so many different types of prayer. You know, Apostle um, John Evans was on talking about the different types of prayer. Apostle Marie talked about the glory. And um, my spiritual mom, uh, Apostle Cynthia Thompson, talked about the word of God, the prophetic um, impact that the word will have if, if it's being released prophetically. I tell you, there's been some dynamic teachers on. And so I'm excited about what God is doing. You know, my heart's desire is that we have a closer relationship with God. And that's only going to come through prayer. You know, um, Apostle Juan Bellard said something very powerful you probably already know it, but it's good to hear it again, that, you know, the anointing is not for those that are ministering, but it's for those that they are ministering to. And so when the anointing falls, it hits and it, it enables you to do what your flesh cannot normally do, but it's the glory that we are after. And so God's been speaking to me about the glory and I have some things that I want to share with you today about the glory of God. It's a wonderful day. It's a little gloomy outside, but that's all right. The S-O-N, the S-O-N has still risen and he is alive and he is shining down on us. So I'm excited about today. So I want to tell you to go get paper and pencil. Let someone know that I'm on. I'm start a watch party. Give me some thumbs up, some hearts. Make sure you make mention, and we're gonna dive into the word. Get your Bible. I got my. I got several pencils. I got paper with me. I got my Bible with me, and we're gonna be looking at Second Peter, um, chapter one. And this is so profound. And this is something that that the Lord gave to me. And so I'm, look, I'm excited to see what he is going to unfold. I don't know if I'll be able to finish it today, but that's all right. We have a lifetime to finish doing the assignment that God has called us to do. So make sure you get um, your Bible, your paper, and your pencil. Let someone know that I'm on, and I will be right back with you. Okay, let's try that again. I have a new video, had a little, little bit of technical difficulty, but we'll try it again.
Yvonne got it going. I'm excited about what God is doing. You know, I've been on an assignment talking about prayer, and it's so very important. If we want to be in the presence of God, then we have to surrender ourselves. We have to submit ourselves. We need to be sanctified, and, and we need to make that sacrifice and be able to go before the Lord in prayer. It is key. It is essential. You cannot walk in the glory unless you are consecrated unto the Lord. And that's in prayer with fasting and setting ourselves apart. You know, at the beginning of this pandemic, I spoke about um, the fact that we needed to go into our house and we needed to close our doors. They were telling us to stay in the house and don't go out. But how many of us have taken advantage of the fact that we needed to be in our house. It was a time for us to be in the house, to intercede and to pray and get into the presence of God, change our posture of prayer, you know, lay prostrate, spend some intimate time, some quiet time with the Lord and hear and see what the Lord is saying unto you. And so God has been revealing a lot of different things to me. And I just wanna share something with you today out of Second Peter, uh, and, and you may be very familiar with this particular scripture, but it's okay. Um, faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So go back in and, and listen to this message, open up your Bible, and here we go. So Second Peter, I'm going to read some of it, and then I'm going to go back and, and kind of share some nuggets with you. If you have any questions, you um, you want to make a comment, make sure you inbox me so that we can, um, I can address those particular things. Or if you have prayer, because as I said, we've been praying. E even though I'm here with you right now, I still got up at 545. Or actually, I was up at 4 because before I come to you in prayer, I need to be able to have gone before the Lord in prayer and read his word and seek his face. And so you want to make sure that you do that. You make sure that your private ministry is taken care of before you go in the outward part of your ministry. Amen. So if you have a prayer request, you know, healing for a family member, I mean, you just never know what God or what people are in need of. I, You will not believe some of the things that I've heard. I would never put any, expose anyone, you know, because God, first of all, know, needs to know that he can trust you with hearing the things of people's heart to be able to intercede and pray. And that's how you become a gatekeeper. People call themselves gatekeepers, but yet and still they tell your business, their mama's business, and everybody else's business. They're not really gatekeepers. So you have to be careful. Uh, somebody needs to hear this. You have to be careful about what it is that you tell people because you think people are trustworthy and that you can tell them your most intimate secrets. They should only be told to God and not to other people. And here's a key. If they tell you about other people, guess what? <laughs> They're going to tell your business to others as well. So be careful. And I, I, somebody needed to hear that about telling their intimate business to other people. You say, well, who do I tell? God will let you know who you can go to and who you can share things with. And, and if they 
if they violate that trust, they're going to have to answer to God. And so I want to encourage you today to continue to intercede and pray. Amen. So 2 Peter chapter 1, I'm going to start at verse 1. It says, Simon Peter, a bondservant. And I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. So Simon Peter, a bondservant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. He was a servant first. Let me read this before I go in here and talk about this. To those who have tamed like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior and Jesus Christ. Verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. As his divine power has been given to us, all things that pertain to life, everybody say life, and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Now, when I heard that particular scripture, I, the first thing that came to mind is say, called us by glory and virtue. He called us by glory. I said, man, glory has a voice. Glory will speak. Can you hear the glory? Are you flowing in the virtue of God? So I'm going to go, but there's so much more. I, I'll go down to five. And it says, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be able to be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption corruption that is in the world through lust. Mm. Corruption is in this world because of lust. Lust is not just a sexual lust. There are people who lust at the food. They lust at the clothing. There's lust in so many different um, forms and fashions that um, you need to be aware of what they are. Amen? And so I'm going to go back up because I just want to be able to share some things about this. I'm not going to be with you long, but there are some things that I believe God wants to open up your heart and your mind to. It says, Simon Peter, a bondservant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. See, um, Simon Peter was a servant first. He followed the image and likeness after Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I came to serve, not to be served. And then you have so many people who are always wanting people to serve them, to wait on them. Jesus said, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you were made in the image and likeness of me, then you serve, you serve. And they said, well, I serve through prayer. Well, we all should pray no matter what. And he says here, Simon Peter says, um, he said, a bond servant, or he's identified as a servant of the Lord. Um, I, I think that we all first need to recognize and see ourselves as servants unto God. We are servants here to wait on the people, to pray on the people, to be instruments of love, to pray for the people. So are you, are you a servant of the Lord? Are you a servant of the people? And so going down, it says, to those who obtain light, precious faith, that word precious, you'll see throughout um, the book of Peter, he loves that word precious. Precious is something that is um, is treasured. 
you know, and he treasured his life. He, uh, he wanted to show gratitude for his life. And I'm going to cover that in just a minute. It says, to those who obtain life precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, if you notice that um, we know that Simon was his birth name. And then Jesus changed his name from Simon to Peter. And so then, but you see here when it's written, he's called Simon Peter. You said, well, if um, Jesus changed his name to Peter, I mean, why did he go back to Simon? And so you throughout the Bible, you see that God changed the names of people. And because your names speak about who you are, where you've been, what's your lineage. And so Simon was his birth name, was about his old life, and the name Peter was about his new life. But the reason why he called himself Simon Peter was because he wanted to be able to reflect, not stay, not get stuck, but just reflect about where he came from, that he was no longer the person that he, knew, he used to be, that he was a new person as he began to follow Jesus Christ. So he called himself Simon Peter. Um, I, I'm not going to be able to get into all this, but I, I want to say that, you know, um, there's a scripture that, that talks about this, and it says, upon this rock, I will build my church. Now, a lot of people in Catholicism thought that they were building the church on Peter, um, Peter the rock, but that's the little rock. And Jesus was the big rock. And so they literally have um, buried Peter in, the, um, in one of the churches in Rome. And so they misconstrued the word and people, because they misconstrued it and turned it around, people were being, are being led astray. But he's talking about upon this rock. And he's really talking about the revelation that Jesus Christ was the son of God. Upon this revelation, I will build my church. And see, it's the revelation that we receive from God that allows us to be built. Amen. And so it goes on to say in verse two, I really like this. It says, grace and peace be multiplied. Grace and peace. And God wants grace and peace to be multiplied in our lives. And so you ask yourself, well, how is it multiplied? It's multiplied to us in the knowledge of God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So grace and peace, the more knowledge that we have about Christ through the word, then grace and peace is multiplied to us. That means if we don't have enough word and enough knowledge in us, then we're not going to be operating in the grace and peace because we don't know who we are. We don't know the direction that we're supposed to be going in. And so it says here, and this is what the word of God says. It says grace and peace be multiplied. So we, we serve a God that multiplies. He, we serve a God that increase. He, he, we serve a God that is always adding to and not subtracting. And so if that's the case, you need to be careful about the people that you associate yourself with. Are there people that's adding to your life? Come on. Are they helping you to grow in the things of God? Are they trying to uh, um, push you forward to be a better person? 
Are, are they edifying you? Are they comforting you? Are they building you up and saying, yes, you can, you can do this? Or are they subtracting from you? Are they always borrowing money? Do you feel beat up and worn out after you've been in their presence because they've, they've worn you down with all the cares and the concerns because they won't be obedient? They won't listen to God. And so everything is in turmoil in their life. So here it says, grace and peace be multiplied. How? Um, to you through the knowledge of God. So if the people that you are around that's subtracting from your life, if they're not adding to your life by being in discussions about the word of God, not arguing about the word of God, because the word of God is not, it doesn't need to be argued. It is the truth. It's the only true and living word that exists. And so are they subtracting from your life or adding to your life? So those people that you are around, you have to evaluate your relationship with them. Are they adding to your life or are they subtracting? I know I said that a couple of times because we, we, need to, we need to look at that. There are people that are in our life that we've been around. You know, you, you feel like you, you've been through world, world, world War II, you know, because of all the conflict and the, the complaining and the bickering. That's not, those are not people that you need to be around. That's not to say you diss them. And, and you don't love them and you don't care for them, but you need to be around people that are going to help move you towards your destiny. Amen. So grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge, in the knowledge. See, God would not have us ignorant. He wants us to have information. He wants to have knowledge of who he is. He wants you to have knowledge of who you are in Christ. He wants you to be able to move forward in the things of God. Amen. And in our Lord Jesus Christ and his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory. Now, I want you to underline this um, in verse three. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now, let me say this to you, that you can have life and not have godliness. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. You can have life and not have godliness. There's a lot of people who have life but are not operating in godliness. You said, well, what is godliness? Godliness are those who are living according to God's purpose and whose plan. There are those who are consecrated themselves unto the Lord. There, there are those who acknowledge him in all of their ways. And he said, the Holy Spirit will direct your path. And so we, when we read this word, we have to read it in clarity. We have to uh, I fully understand it. I'm going to read it again. And his divine power has given to us all that pertains to life. He's given us everything we need, everything that we will ever need on this earth. We don't need to ask God for it. He's already, he's Jehovah Jireh. He is the God that provides. All we need to do is thank him for it. And, you know, he, he knows that you have need of food and clothing. And so you don't have to say, Father, give me food and give me clothing. He will make provisions for you to be able to have those things. 
okay? He will give you provision to have those things. And so he knows that you need a roof over your head. And if you're living righteously, the word of God, and, and that's why we need to be able to remind him of the word, you know, it's not because he's stupid. I like to say that. God is not stupid. He said, bring him in remembrance of his word. He knows his word, but he wants to make sure that you know his word. He said, the righteous have never been forsaken or his seed hungry and begging for bread. So the righteous have never been forsaken. We lack nothing. Everything that God is, we are. And everything that he has, we have because he's our father. And what father is going to allow their children to be hungry and begging for bread and not have a roof over their head? Their fathers, um, if you are a parent, not just father, but if you are a parent, you want the best for your child. And it's the same way our heavenly father, he wants the best for us. And so it says, um, he's given us everything that pertains to life. You know, ways to um, be self-sufficient, ways to, to get an education, ways to um, to make money, you know, so that we can get a, have a roof over our head. So everything that pertains to life, having a, a, a good relationship and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory. And so I said I was not going to be with you long. And I'm not, but I want you, I want to leave you with this question, you know, and it says, who called us by glory and virtue. He called us by glory. He called us by glory and virtue. I, the first time when I heard that, when I looked at it, how many of you know that you can read the word and you can read it today and you get a revelation that you didn't get yesterday? Well, he really began to open up my understanding, particularly about this particular scripture, who called us by glory and virtue. He called us by. He operated through his glory. He called us by glory. Glory has a voice. Glory will speak to you. Glory is for you. Amen. And it says, um, by which you have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promise. There's that word again, precious. He loves that word precious. It means we need to treasure the promises. There are over 7,000, almost 8,000 promises in the word of God. And so there's a promise for any and every situation that you may come up against. And so what you have to do is get in the word of God and study to show yourself approved and find the word that fits your situation. Amen. Find the word that applies to you. Find, read the stories. He taught in parables. He told stories um, so that we can learn and, and, and see others um, by their examples and how they operated. And so, you know, he's given us everything. And, and here's the thing. It says, by which we have been given to us. He didn't just say great and precious promises, but exceedingly great and promise, great and precious promises. So over and above, over and above, God always goes over and above. He never does anything just to do it. He is, I want to say flamboyant. You know, he, 
He likes to do things big. He's a mega God. He's a great God. We talk about how great he is. And so he wants to be uh, great in your life. He wants to be magnified in your life. He wants to be magnified in your life to the point when people see your life, they can say, wow, is this the God that you serve? Is this the God who did this for you? I remember I was a single mother on welfare, three children, different fathers, you know, and, and uneducated. But let me tell you what God did for me. God gave me a beautiful husband who loved me for me, loved all three of my children, gave everything that he had so that my children would have a roof over their head. Nobody but God could do something like that. God took us from, from the poor house to the rich house. Amen. To live in a house that will make you drool if you saw it. Okay. God gave me an education. I went from not being able to read and write to being able to um, teach in universities and community colleges. So he does exceedingly Come on, I'm going to say that again. He does exceedingly more than you can even think of if you totally surrender yourself unto the Lord. And so I read that again. He has, uh, it, by which we have been given to us exceedingly and great and precious promises. They're exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. I tell you, we serve a good God. You know, he doesn't want to see his children um, hungry or begging for bread. And I remember there was a time when, you know, after I accepted Christ as my Savior, I, you know, I was, I had challenges, like many of you had challenges before you accepted Christ, and maybe you didn't, okay? But there are those out there that have challenges, uh, or had challenges before they accepted Jesus Christ. And once they accepted him, my God, God did great exceedingly and precious promises. But don't draw back. <laughs> don't draw back on your faith. Stay forward. Lean forward. Lean into the promises. Lean into his grace. Lean into his word. And if you slip, guess what? His mercy endures forever. All you have to do is say, Father, forgive me. For forgive me for what I have done. And guess what? God is faithful. He will forgive you of anything that you have done. He man looks on the outward appearance. Man will judge you, but God looks at the heart. And so God looks at the, the condition of your heart. And, and he looks at the condition of your heart by the things that we do, by the things that we say. He looks at the condition of our heart when we're in prayer. And so we need to be in prayer and praying and seeking God. And he'll tell you where to go, how to go, and when to do it. And then there are times that you may need to just sit still and be quiet and, and allow the, the leading of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you into the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, I, I, I want to jump back up here um, to the beginning because it was something that was dropped in my spirit earlier. And I thought that was really, it was really powerful. Um, Simon, when he um, introduces himself um, in his writing, and it says, Simon Peter, bond servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I've traveled to Africa multiple times as a missionary. 
And um, in doing that, a lot of the ministers that I met, when we would um, meet each other on the street, they wouldn't start talking talking about their family. They would start talking about what God would do and how great God was and what God would has done in their life and um, the miracles that they have seen. And how many of us do that today? You know, that, that was a great example. I, I've slacked off in doing it. And so I, I think that's really awesome that when you come in contact with someone you haven't seen before, let them know, hey, I'm still in the race. I'm still in the race. And guess what? God is good. And this is what he has done in my life. He's healed my body. You know, I saw some souls get saved. I had an opportunity to pray. I had an opportunity to feed the hungry. I had the opportunity to clothe the naked. You know, begin to glorify God in whatever it is that you do and whatever it is that you say. Amen? God is good. So I trust that you have enjoyed this word um, that has been released to you. Amen. God is amazing. I, I just want to, to read this be, because I th- it's very powerful, you know, and, and I just pray that this word will, you will hide it in your heart because it is very, very powerful. And Angel, Angelique or Angela uh, Lopez, thank you very much for coming on. God is so good. I thank you. And I thank God for all the other ones that have been on. So I'm going to go back to 2 Peter um, and reading verse 1. Excuse me. Excuse me. God is good. Simon Peter, a bondservant and an apostle. Remember, we, we want to be in the fivefold ministry. Everybody's an apostle. Everybody's a prophet. Everybody's a teacher. But you don't want to serve. We got to learn how to serve. Learn how to serve your leaders who have set an example for you and you've observed them being servants. You have observed them serving those that are in the congregation who you observe them in helping to feed the hungry and clothe those on the naked. You observe them by doing missionary work. You observe them by taking care of the widows and and the um, homeless. So, you know, we have to be learn to be servants first. And Simon Peter was a servant first. And then Jesus put him in the office of an apostle. And it says, to, to those who have obtained like precious faith by, by us, by the righteousness of God and Savior Jesus Christ. Whoa, that's deep. And grace and peace be multiplied. How how is grace and meat and and peace multiplied in your life? Is through the knowledge of God. You want grace in your life? Get some knowledge of God. How do you get the knowledge of God? Get in the Word. Be in a relationship with with individuals where you can talk about God. Not necessarily talk about movies and talk about what concert you went and where you got those clothes from. I, I think it's I think it's very interesting. Um you know um anyway I'm I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. But learn how to talk about God. You know, because it says here clearly grace and peace be multiplied. How to us 
is through the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Find friends that you can talk about the word to. And as his divine power has given to us all things, say all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Oh, he's given us all things pertaining to life. Now I ask you a question and I want you to be able to think about it. I want you to ponder on it. It says, who called us by glory and virtue. Does glory have a voice? And if it does, what is it saying to you? Let's pray. <coughs> if you have a prayer request right now, um, text it to me, inbox me. I'd love to, to continue to lift you up in prayer um, and, and wait until we get the evidence of what it is that you are praying. I want to join my faith with your faith and believe one will send a thousand, two will send 10,000 flight. I believe in the prayer of agreement. And the prayer of agreement is for those who will agree in the word, not agree what you want or I want, but what does the word of God say? Amen. So Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, we just praise you and we thank you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, that grace and peace be multiplied to all of those that have heard this word through the knowledge of you and of Jesus, our Lord. Father, we thank you that we get in the word and we study to show ourselves approved. We thank you, Lord God, that we consecrate ourselves unto you. And we thank you for the leading of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord God, that eyes are open and ears are open. They are unclogged, Lord God. And Father, I just praise you and I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for healing in the body of your children. Father, I thank you for the increase in finances. I thank you for the increase in businesses. I thank you, Lord God, for the spoils of war being released upon your people. And Father, I praise you and I thank you. I give you the glory and I give you honor. In Jesus' mighty and majestic name, we pray amen and amen. Thank you so much. I love you. God loves you. And remember that this is the day that he has made, and you shall rejoice and be glad in it. I love you, and God bless.